The theme song is back today, and we will see John the Baptist's conversation with the priest about who he is and much, much more starting right now on today's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Bible Study Podcast. It's Friday, and the weekend's here. Today, we are going to be moving into new territory in the Gospel of John as we've left the prologue and are moving into the next major section, where Jesus will make himself known to the nation of Israel. But before we do that, I have a couple of things to let you know. First, I want to begin by apologizing to all of you that have become regular listeners. Last week's podcast was not up to the standard that you've come to kind of inspect it and hopefully to enjoy, and, and I'm really sorry for that. Um, hopefully it was still able to minister you in some way, and I'm going to try my hardest to make this podcast and, and the ones that follow of a much higher quality. Uh, with that in mind, I also want to remind you that if you have any questions or comments or concerns or even tips for how this podcast could be better, feel free to contact me at BibleStudyPodcastJustin at gmail.com. Remember as well that if you would like to take a shot at making a short music clip to be played at the end of this very podcast, you can also send that to me at BibleStudyPodcastJustin at gmail.com. That clip, just to refresh your memory, needs to be an original clip, 30 seconds or less, and sent to me in an email in either MP3 or WAV format. Please include the name of your tune and your name. I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to offer. Also, I'd like to continue to thank you for praying for my dad and, uh, and for his hernia situation. Uh, the rash that he had developed that was delaying his surgery is just about cleared up now, and hopefully he'll be under the knife before too long. So uh, thanks again, and please just continue to keep him in your prayers. And finally, my last announcement to all of you is that we're pleased to announce at BibleStudyPodcast.org that we have a new person that's come on board with us. His name is Matt, and he will be covering alleged contradictions in the Bible on Tuesdays. So I really want to encourage you to tune into his podcast as you know, they, they'll be very helpful for you. And uh, his first cast, of course, is online at BibleStudyPodcast.org, you know, on iTunes or whatever other channel you may be listening to us on. So feel free to listen into him. And if you have something that seems like a contradiction to you in the Bible, or if you have a question that somebody's asked you about the Bible and would like to have answer, you know, you can feel free to email me. That email, again, is BibleStudyPodcastJustin at gmail.com. And, uh, and I'll pass it along to to Matt and you know he's going to try his hardest to give an answer for all the concerns you may have and you know he'll he'll hopefully be able to air a lot of those answers on his podcast so uh, just give me a give me a shout for that and I'll let him know so with all of that out of the way let's open with a word of prayer our father we thank you and we love you for giving us life through your son bless our efforts as we attempt to study your word in wisdom and in truth and grant us peace as we rest in the security of knowing you. It's in your Son's name that we live and we breathe. Amen. Alright, let's begin by catching up with where we are at. In terms of the whole gospel, we have now left the prologue, which was the first major section. Now, as hopefully you will remember from the previous lessons we've been going through, John worked to establish that Jesus is indeed God, as he was involved in creation, he's a member of the Trinity, He's eternal, he's life, he is light, and he's better than all men, and he's the only way to have eternal life. Now John uses verse 18 
to kind of transition into this new section that we're heading into. Uh, Chapter 1, verse 18 reads, No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. So what John is basically saying here is, he's saying that no one has seen God, but Jesus, through his life, has explained him. This leads us to our next major section of the book, where John will show how Jesus begins to explain God. This next major section, which will take us all the way up to chapter 5, will show how Jesus comes into his own. I think it would do well for us to remember at this time, back to verse 10 through 14, as we kind of look at how John's gospel will flow out, because it really is a neat pattern of how this gospel goes according to the pattern that was laid out there. The first section that we're about to begin, we'll see how Jesus came into the world and how the world did not know him. Now the next section will show us how Jesus came into his own But his own people did not receive him. We'll see a confrontation of sorts. Then we will see how those who accept him will receive the right to become children of God. And as children of God, Jesus will give instructions to those who follow him. And we'll end that section with a high priestly prayer covering those following him then and those who will follow him in the future. Following that, we'll see how we are given eternal life. How does God provide that life? that makes us children of God. We'll see that through the death of Christ. And finally, as verse 14 closes, we shall see how we saw Jesus in his glory and in the glory of the Father in grace and in truth as we shall see Jesus' resurrection. So, with all that in mind, let's begin our next major section where Jesus comes into his own people. We will pick up in chapter 1, verse 19 with our old friend John the Baptist. It reads, This is the testimony of John, when the Jews sent to him priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? So the Jews, which is most likely the chief priests or the city leaders of Jerusalem, have apparently been hearing about John. They have heard that John has been doing his thing out in the desert, and they feel that whatever is going on out there is important enough that they should send someone out there to see who this fellow is. So the priests and the Levites have come out and asked him who he is. Now John's response is fairly interesting in verse 20. He says, And he confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. Apparently the Jews had thought that John the Baptist may be the Messiah, as we shall see in a moment. And so John puts that thought to rest immediately, saying emphatically, I am not the Christ. Well, of course, that would not satisfy these priests and Levites who have come out to you know, to inquire of who he is. So they decide to press him a little bit, as we will read in verses 21 to 23. They asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you, so that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Okay, so let's break this down a little bit. We'll begin with this first question that the priests asked John, as they asked him if he was Elijah. Now this goes back to Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, back in the Old Testament. It's actually the last book of the Old Testament. And uh, Malachi 4, verses 5 and 6 read, Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. He will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers 
so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. You see, the people were expecting for God to send Elijah, the prophet who never died, but was taken up into heaven in a chariot. They're expecting him to send him to come back and to preach that the day when the Messiah was coming was near and help to turn the people back to God before the Messiah came. That's what was going on in that passage I just read to you. They were expecting Elijah to come back and lead the people to repentance so that God would not smite them when he comes back. Now, because John, John the Baptist, was kind of dressed, you know, as we mentioned earlier, he was dressed pretty roughly, you know, and, and he was he was out there. He was way out in the desert, you know, he was out there shouting and preaching. And, and in a lot of ways, he acted just like Elijah. And so, I mean, it seems like a pretty natural comparison. If you're going to say, hey, Elijah's coming back before the Messiah... Here's a guy out there that looks just like Elijah. You know, so so that's the first question they ask him. But to this suggestion, John quickly says, No, he's not Elijah raised from the dead. So, then they ask John, Are you the prophet? Now, this is most likely a reference to uh, a verse in Deuteronomy, which is Deuteronomy 18.15, which says, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like Moses from among you, from your countrymen, you shall listen to him. Now verse 18 and 19 say, God will put my words in his mouth, and he will speak to them all that I command him. It shall come about that whoever will not listen to my words, which he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. So saying that God will put the words in this prophet's mouth, and he shall speak to them all that he commands. And whoever doesn't listen to him, God will require it of him. Well, this question seems to arise kind of from a misunderstanding the Jews had about the Messiah. Some of the Jews had taken that verse to mean that there would be a prophet who would come before the Messiah who was like Moses and would lead God's people out of oppression. In truth, this verse was referring to the Christ himself, to Jesus, the Son of God, who would come to lead his people into true life. So again, John flatly denies that he's the prophet. He says, no. It's somewhat interesting to me to note how John's answers to the priests have gotten shorter and shorter as he goes from a five-word answer to a three-word answer to just simply saying no. Now, some commentators have taken this as a sign that John did not want to talk about himself, but rather he had come to do a job, and that job is what he would explain in verse 23 to the priest. So when the priest, after John had said, No, I'm not Elijah, no, I'm not the Christ. No, I'm not the prophet. The priests, who I'm sure were probably frustrated by now at this line of questioning, they turned to John and they basically asked him, Well, John, who are you then? So he responds by quoting a verse from Isaiah 40, verse 3. And in that context, in Isaiah's context, the people of Judah were being released from captivity as the Lord had saved them from their oppressors. In much the same way, John the Baptist is saying that he's the voice calling out in the wilderness to make straight the way of the Lord, for he will deliver his people once more. But rather than just the temporal deliverance that God gave to Judah, rather than just letting them out of a political captivity, this deliverance that John is speaking of, this deliverance that is to come with the Messiah, is an eternal one. So John makes it clear that he's not the Messiah, but that he has come to prepare the way for the Messiah. It's interesting that at this point, 
John the Apostle, the writer of the Gospel of John, points out a fact in verse 24. It reads, Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. Now these priests had been sent out by the Pharisees. The Pharisees was a very distinct group that had about 6,000 members, and they were very influential. They held to a strong, strict interpretation of the law and embraced many of the oral traditions of Judaism. Therefore, it made sense that they, of all people, would be concerned with checking out the credentials of any new teacher on the religious scene. So it is in this nature that the priest go on in verse 25, and they asked him, this is verse 25, they asked him and said to him, Why then are you baptizing, if you are not the Christ, not the Elijah, nor the prophet? You know, I should note that this seems like a pretty legitimate question. <laughs> they basically want to know, if, if you're not holding any of these offices, if you're not any of these guys, why are you baptizing? What right do you have to be baptizing people? And John answers them, saying, I baptize in water, but among you stands one whom you do not know. It is he who comes after me, the thong of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. John's answer is basically to say that I baptize in water to call people to repent. You know, this is what you would figure if you remember Malachi 4, verses 5 and 6 from earlier. Because John the Baptist is not Elijah resurrected. But he was the one who came to carry out this work that was mentioned in Malachi. He was the one that was to represent Elijah, preaching repentance to all before the Messiah came. And so, of course, as his nature would flow, he's out there doing that. There is more, though, for John says that there is one among you that you don't know. He is the one you're looking for. He's the Messiah to come. That Messiah is Jesus. In fact, John even goes as far as saying that when the Messiah comes, he is not even worthy to take the sandal off of his foot. You know, this was typically a servant's job. You know, and the, the people in that day would have their slave take their shoes off for him. So, John the Baptist is making a strong point here to say that the one to come is so much greater than him that he couldn't even be the guy's slave. He couldn't even be the Messiah's servant. Now, it's at this point that John the writer closes the episode briefly as he makes note in verse 28 these things took place in Bethany beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing now this isn't the Bethany that we'll talk about later this isn't the Bethany where Mary and Martha and Lazarus lived but just know for the time being you know this episode has closed now the next time next time on Bible study podcast we will see the beginning of a three-day period. And in that three-day period, it will hold John's testimony about Jesus. John the Baptist will continue speaking with others, but this time he'll talk about Jesus. We'll also get to see the calling of the first disciples, and we'll see how this three-day period ends in the first recorded sign of the Gospel of John, at the wedding in the Cana of Galilee. But for now, let me close with this thought. Today we have seen John's conversation with some priests. We have seen how the priests were, for the most part, confused about who John was and were confused over who the Messiah that was to come would be. But we've also seen how John reacted to them. He told them directly he was not the Christ, he was not Elijah the Remix, or he was not even the prophet. Instead, he was the one who was coming before the Lord to call people to repent, to make straight the path of the Lord. John came as a servant to tell about the light 
that was to come. Now as Christians, I hope that we too will have the passion to be the one who will go out and prepare the way for others to come to the Savior. Friends, deliverance is available. You can be saved from your sins, but the only way that salvation is possible is if you believe in Jesus Christ. So I pray that you will go out this week and share the gospel. You will do as John. You will live your life in such a way as to prepare others for the Savior. Realize that it is not of your power, for we are not even worthy to be a slave to an almighty God. But rather, we should be thankful that God has saved us and allowed us to be a part of His saving grace. So tell others, you know, let them know that Jesus lives and He will save you. That's all for today. Um, I hope that we've all learned something today, and I hope that we can all be moved to go and tell someone about Christ. And if you have a story about when you have shared your faith, you know, I'd love to hear it. I'd love for you to share with me. So please feel free to let me know at BibleStudyPodcastJustin at gmail.com. Also, feel free to send me any prayer concerns or questions, as we would love to try to help you at BibleStudyPodcast.org. Well, until next time... Have a great weekend. May God bless and keep you.